Okay, welcome to the inaugural episode of the These Are Bad Movies podcast. Uh, we like to keep a lot of mystery in this uh, this podcast, so you know, maybe yeah. maybe maybe they're good movies. They're not. <laughs> Don't let her fool you. They're not good movies. Uh, I'm Amy Bell. I'm Amanda Ferriante. And we really aren't very nice to each other. Terrible. I mean, it's amazing that we're in the same room right now. It is. And we're going to subject each other to some of the worst movies that we can possibly think of. Which I take offense to because we're starting with actually my favorite movie. So <laughs> I suggested her favorite movie is the first bad movie. And I'm feeling a lot of emotions about that. Um, I, I am too, to be fair, because it is really a bad movie. And you'll probably hear this a lot. Amy is an incredibly rude person. <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. Yeah, it's true. So the first movie that we're going to watch is Josie and the Pussycats. Which has been my favorite movie for many, many years, if not a decade now. And we're probably going to watch a version of it that will just ruin my childhood. And so (laughs) we need to clear that up real quick. Amanda's favorite movie is not just any Josie and the Pussycats. It is the family viewing edit. Because apparently the original edit is so bad that they had to change it. So people could stand to watch it. And that's the the nice version is the one I grew up with. I once recommended this movie to a friend who saw the original version. And to this day, I don't know what she saw, but she seriously questioned my taste and my recommendation. So I'm very scared right now. And we were actually going to watch the family edition. That was the plan all along. Uh, But Amanda's DVD player broke, and so now we have to stream the movie. From HBO Max. And now we have to watch the regular version. So now I feel like Amanda's going to be more on board with this is a bad movie. It's entirely possible. But But, my favorite movie, I'm not going to say it's a good movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a really bad movie. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, so the difference in rating... The family edit is PG. The one we're going to watch is PG-13. Just from what I've heard, I feel like it's going to be a strong PG-13. Possibly an offensive PG-13. Yeah, but we're going to watch it, and we're going to have some feelings about it. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to air those feelings out. Hopefully we're still speaking to each other so that there's a second podcast, but I make no promises at this point. Yeah, this could ruin a friendship. It's possible. (laughs) Well, let's try it anyway. Okay. (laughs) So we're back, and I think first things first, the difference between edits is negligible. (laughs) It turns out my friend, who um, thought it was a terrible movie, and and questioned your taste, (laughs) just doesn't like my favorite movie. And I feel like we're probably going to have a discussion about it at some future point, because from what 
I'd heard growing up from my parents and from this friend. I had built it up as this great, terrible, tasteless thing in my mind. Oh, it was tasteless. Okay. And what it is, is it is my favorite movie with the original cussing left in. And And, and it's really quite moderate to light cussing. Yeah, it's just... uh, So I read the Wikipedia page and what it was... Archie Comics didn't like the language, so they took it out for the family edit. That's why. It's not because audiences were horrified. (laughs) So it was for artistic integrity. It was. And I'm not going to argue with Archie Comics. I found myself trying to say the lines along with the movie and saying some of them wrong because it wasn't the voiced over clean version that I was used to. It was, well, for an example, one of the characters at one point is revealed to have been white ass Wally. And I heard or was used to hearing and used to saying white head Wally. Those are the kinds of differences we're talking about. Yeah, they took out the word ass, <laughs> which, to be fair, we are trying to make this a family-friendly podcast, Yes, and I don't think I'm uncomfortable with the word ass in this podcast. And even. I'm not either. Yeah, so... It was corporate meddling, and that's that. So I still... This is still my favorite movie. No changes there. I'd like to know what Amy thinks. Amy has seen this movie before as well. Yeah, I uh, didn't like it when it first came out. I, oh, you saw it in theaters? I don't know if I saw it. I might have. Ooh. It was a I, long time ago. Wish I could have been you. That was a long time this ago. This was released... 2001. Was it 2001? It was 2001. Okay. And here's a little backstory. In 2001, I was in high school. And I had taken to wearing cat ears. Uh, no. Yes. No. Yes. And I wore cat ears because I was one of those very unique and different people. You were a pre-furry. You wanted to be a special girl. I don't ever want to hear the word pre-furry again. <laughs> can, can we get a bleep that out? A furry in the making. No. <laughs> so I had some leopard print cat ears no. headband. Ooh. And I had, I put earrings in there. I put piercings in there because I think my mom wouldn't let me get like more piercings. Mm -hmm. So I like wore the cat ears and put more earrings in it so that like I had more earrings to wear and like my bangs were dyed green and like I was just super different. Yeah. I was like, uh, I was edgy. You weren't like the other girls. And then this like, (laughs) oh i don't even know what to describe it as but all of a sudden cat ears are on sale everywhere and it's because this movie got it right it had a point the point was correct commercialism takes over and makes everyone drones and sheep in a herd but very much like contributing to that and it totally like i just I'm so angry at this movie. You didn't know that, did you? I did not know you that. You didn't know story. that I was angry about this movie. You did not let that on. 
Ah. So for context, I first saw this movie when I was maybe nine or ten, and I didn't notice any of the product placement. I just loved it for the plot and the story. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get the extra layer until I was older, Um, and I loved the movie so much that you know a year later i asked my parents if we could rent it again and they couldn't find it and so we looked for a copy of this movie for years so i could watch it and my parents were specifically looking for the family edit because the original was supposed to be so bad (laughs) and so for like my 12th or no it would have been i think my 13th birthday i'm opening presents and i unwrap this movie and my family is recording and I start crying hysterically. There is video evidence of this somewhere because I love this movie so much. And my parents didn't just get me one copy. They got me like five. So we'd never run out because we'd look so hard for this movie. I've given it away as gifts for friends. Don't do those friends still talk to you? Well, no, but for different reasons. <laughs> this wasn't one of them. I, I I was friends with this one family, and they sang along to the songs. I sang and played one of the songs for a church dance. And just, just to add a little more context here, she's sitting here with the soundtrack. Yes, I have just the soundtrack. Just ready to pounce with the... I guess what passed for good music. You know what? <laughs> I Okay, so we haven't even talked about the plot of this movie. Yeah. Basically, it's based off the Archie comics. There was a cartoon. I never saw it. I've only seen the movie. I haven't read the comics. Oh, see, I saw the cartoon. Okay. Well, so I, it could have been better. Like, the cartoon was not a gratuitous advertisement. Well, they decided to take the original material and elevate it with a point you know the three girls they're in a band they're in riverdale they're trying to make it big in music there's this other band du jour that allegedly dies in I a do, plane crash i do love seth green i always like yeah, seth green he, he plays one of the band members to, to me that that was the high point of the movie was the like five minutes that seth green was being seth green well basically copying backstreet boys music videos yeah like almost shot for shot because it's satire. Okay. That's what's happening. <laughs> Dojure is the Backstreet Boys in this movie. Um, their plane goes down. This big record company needs a band to replace them. They land on the Pussycats, rename them Josie and the Pussycats. There's a whole jealousy thing going on. But eventually the band learns that this Mega Records corporation is putting subliminal subliminal messaging into music to brainwash teenagers into following trends and spending money on useless things. And then they triumph over consumerism at the end and the guy and the girl get together and it's a good movie. Yeah, they triumph over consumerism all while not giving you one single shot. I don't think there's a single shot in the movie that doesn't have a blatant product placement and a weird product placement. On purpose. I mean, they had cell phones glued to the walls of the airplane they rode in. Yes, so the first airplane that DuJour is in is very much Target and Tide themed. 
And the second one that the Pussycats ride in, I think it's mostly Motorola. Yeah, I mean, there's just, there are product placements everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a montage scene where they go shopping that is just a sequence of logos yep. of different shops. This is true. I will have you know, based on my brief peruse of the Wikipedia page, they didn't go to any of those companies asking for money or permission to do that. All of that product placement was free in the movie. I'm sure those companies had a lot of complaints. Well, <laughs> regardless, they didn't try to make them look good. They were just everywhere. Okay. I mean, they, they, but they were everywhere. Yes, everywhere. I mean, it, it looked like to me that movie is like, if you took the string of advertisements that's always up above the seating in public transit <laughs> and tried to give it a plot, hey. it would be Josie and the Pussycats. See, well, here, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Obviously, the movie works without that additional layer because I still liked it when it flew over my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, they could have done that movie without that, but they chose not to. Because they were making a point, a valid point, and I think they did it very well. Amy obviously disagrees with me, but this is a good movie. Yeah, it, it, it was kind of like the late 90s, early 2000s, like vomited. I wanted to be Josie. Yeah. Um, She's so cool. She's the best. You should buy her music. This is what it does to you. That's that's the the point. Okay, here's the thing. You should buy the movie. It's really good. Let let me put it this way. This is what makes a bad movie to me, is that when somebody sits down and starts writing their screenplay and getting all the scenes together, and they've got a real, like, point they want to hit home, like, you need to understand my message. And then it's just so bad like they just either miss the point or they try to push it too hard and this one i don't know if they were pushing it too hard well, or if they missed the point but you were just inundated with advertisements I, I the, and then they were like advertisements are bad it's bad when we're inundated <laughs> with advertisements and they even like the the only real satire that i saw in the movie was when they said Hey, you, or something like, hey, I know that we don't want to do this in music anymore because it's more effective in movies. Yuck, yuck. You know what? <laughs> <sighs> okay. I mean, it doesn't undersell. If I had to pick a moment where it was a little bit too much, wink, wink, nod, nod, nudge, nudge at the camera. It would be when the band manager says that if there's any kind of message to take from this, it's that happiness isn't the things you wear or that you buy. Happiness is in the inside, and then he strips because his clothes don't define him. However, I still think it's fitting for the movie because there are other wink-wink, nudge-nudge moments earlier. Okay, so speaking of wink-wink, nudge-nudge moments... One of the things that I was really expecting out of the non-family edit version mm. was some, like, 
really raunchy scenes. I thought I, it would get raunchy, yeah. Yeah, the the way um, we had been kind of led to believe mm-hmm. the difference between this family edit and the original was that it was just really raunchy. And I think the raunchiest bit of the whole movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is actually right at the beginning, the uh, boy band du jour is, is singing oh, their hit song, Backdoor Lover. Mm-hmm. And it is very clearly sexual innuendo. Well, okay. So I looked up the song because I own the CD. I could remember some of the words, but I wanted to read this particular verse to Amy because it wasn't in the movie anywhere because Archie Comics definitely would have had an issue with it. That's the point is that it was so raunchy and that was in the family edit. It was in the family edit, but only because (laughs) they didn't include this verse. So it's, you know, backdoor lover. I'm your backdoor lover coming from behind with the lights down low. (laughs) Backdoor lover, just you and me, no one has to know. You know that I won't hurt you, so open up and let me in. We love her. We love each other way too much for it to be a sin. Some people use the front door, but that's never been my way. Just cause I slip in back doors, well that doesn't make me. Hey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that verse was not in the movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was that and that was on your soundtrack? It's on the soundtrack, which I love. I keep hitting the mic, but I'm holding the soundtrack right here. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. <laughs> Your family went out of their way. Well, they, they took wait a minute, take years <laughs> to find the family edit of this movie. And how old were you when you got this soundtrack? Um, I don't recall. That 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 manages to to just mesh <laughs> anal sex and homophobia into. Well, those a catchy, are, a catchy pop tune. Those are classics from the '90s. Um, that is kind of the '90s. That does kind yeah. of sound. Here's the thing: nobody but me listened to my music. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so nobody else had to know, like the song. <laughs> it was your backdoor music. It was my backdoor music. <laughs> okay, so we have. We, we do have a, a method to our madness. We, we do mm. like to kind of judge on certain criteria for a movie. Uh, I don't honestly know where to begin on this because the acting was... On par for the kind of movie it was. Yeah, I suppose that's actually a fair way to classify it. It was yes. on par for the kind of movie. It was based on an Archie comic. I wouldn't really expect too much from it. I mean, it might have been some of Tara Reid's best work. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. So she was in Sharknado. <laughs> yes, she was. We we might see some more Tara Reid movies. We'll probably <laughs> see some more Tara Reid. I love um, Rachel Lee Cook from this because I wanted to be her as a teen. I think the only other thing I've seen her in is an episode of Psych. But Rosario Dawson is an amazing actress who I love. And her role... Of Valerie, they almost got Beyonce for. That would have been different. Different. <laughs> yes. It would have been different. It would have been different. It, it might. It no. might have hurt Beyonce's career it, a little it, bit. I, I'm just. Mm, yeah, I will say yes. Because that, that would have been fairly early. Because it wasn't a Beyonce. box office hit. Yeah. It lost money. 
So, yes. But the box office was wrong, obviously. Yeah. But I do love Rosaria Dawson in this. Yeah. And, I mean, I think we've already gone over uh, the uh, air quotes plot. Hey. Air quotes. You have to say air quotes out loud because this is just audio, Amanda. What Amy is doing is she is just poking and poking and poking because she knew it upset me when she recommended this movie for the this what these are bad movies podcast you know i didn't want to put my favorite movie under fire but i'm here to defend it oh and you are a trooper well because you are a trooper it's good it sets out to be what it is and succeeds it sets out to be what it is and succeeds. It wanted to be a fun movie about a girl band and consumerism, and it did that. Okay. 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 I mean, yeah. If public mm-hmm. transit were a plot, and if that's what they were aiming for. Public transit? Yeah. I'm, I'm telling you. You see all those little squares of advertisements, oh. and you, you get bored. You're on like a two-hour bus ride or something, and you've read them 50 times in a row, and there's no really cohesive linking between the different advertisements on the bus. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> Come on, Amy. Let loose. Bring it to the table. <laughs> I need. To, what's your favorite movie, Amy? You know, we can do my favorite movie. What is it? Um, I'll have to think on that. Uh huh. I'm one of those people that can't pick one. I managed to pick one. I picked I know, a good okay. one. I I really like Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. See, that's actually a good movie. <laughs> 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 that one will not be featured on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that one would be a little tough to... Yeah, just to really dig into... To, to joke about, Guillermo's like... Guillermo's work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so... Um, but we can do it. I mean, no. I'll, I'll leave it on the table. Okay, see... I can give you, like, some of my favorite guilty pleasures, because I got a lot of guilty pleasures. Okay, let's list a couple. Yeah, like Sharknado. I, I love Sharknado. That's Ooh. meant to be a bad movie. Yes. It's writing the bad movie way. Yeah, but but I think you... you made that same claim for Josie and the Pussycats was that it was meant to no, be no, a no, bad no, movie. No, no, oh, no, 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 I misunderstood. No. <laughs> it set out to be what it is and it succeeded. I just <laughs> assumed that that meant it no. was meant to be a bad movie. No. What it was meant to be... Um, I'm reading one of the reviews on the back of the box because, yeah, I own it. It's the perfect mix of sexy, cool comedy. Okay. Yep. Okay. I stand by that. Okay. Okay. Very sexy for us preteens in the audience. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, Just because it ruined your fashion look. It did. It ruined my fashion look. It, it, I couldn't I couldn't wear the ears anymore after that movie because yeah. then I See, just looked like a consumerist, which is, I would, I, I would use the term consumer whore. Whoa. But I'm not sure if we're that's gonna, PG rated for we're, this. We're going to have to bleep out the w word oh my gosh <laughs> they do use the word pimp in the movie they did which use the does word not pimp. change from version to version okay 
See, that would have been the other thing that I would have thought might have been bleeped out. Pimp. Mm-hmm. Mm, no. Okay. They, they, uh... Mm. So at one point, they do switch the word pussy for girl. Which is odd. Because, because it's in the name the of the movie. Cats. Like, that's why they say it. It's a pun. Right. Um... There was there was a sign in the in the intro montage that got clipped out of the family edit. The, was, the sign said "Honk if you love the pussy cats." Yes, but she was standing behind a light pole and you couldn't see cats. And some cars got in a wreck. Is that what happened? Yes. Okay, so that wasn't in the family edit. Really, it's probably only a difference of a couple of seconds and bad studio recording edits yeah to switch out a couple words that's really the only difference between these two versions yeah yeah and <laughs> poor amanda was really nervous i was really about nervous. this ruining her childhood i really was because it had been built movie. up by people who didn't know any better so you were expecting to see a bad movie this i was time, expecting to see a bad the movie. Same movie and it was the same movie and my viewing experience was not quite the high it usually is because I love this movie very much. It cracks me up. But that was because a couple of the words changed again when I was trying to follow along and say the lines along with the movie. So, I mean, when you're talking about other things to judge the, the movie on, uh, the production value was was good. I mean, this mm-hmm. was a box office movie. It, it, was. it was. It was up to the standards of, a, you know, A-list movie. I guess I say that lightly, but it wasn't a B movie. It was not a B movie. Right. And it had uh, some fun cameos. It had Eugene Levy, Carson Daly, Mm -hmm. um, you know. Movie phone guy. Movie phone guy. It it had some cute, part of what you would expect out of a trash comedy from... A very, very well-made trash comedy. Amanda is giving me the dagger eyes. It's good that this is an audio medium. (laughs) (laughs) So part of our movie judging criteria is the super secret. It's not secret. What it is, is it's incredibly complex. I think. Oh, I'm not sharing how I get to my oh final judgment. Oh. No, I'm not. Oh, the, the, super the number secret. values. The, the quantitative. Yeah, data. yeah, yeah. We, we come up with a quantitative uh, judgment on each movie that we watch. And patent pending, um, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody has uh, quite hit this yet. I haven't heard of anyone no. doing it. But we are judging these movies based on our super secret original ubrick ubrick yes the ubrick rating goes from an uh to an a oh i was i would put it more the two ends of the scale being more of a uh, or mm, to an ah yeah um i i think that that does sum up the point so where where do you rate Josie and the P- Pussycats? Hey, the- hey! <laughs> she gave it a Fonzie. <laughs> like, like what, what is 
dropped her collar and started giving me thumbs up. It it's was my weird. favorite movie. I, I, what well, did you expect? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, aren't you going to ask me how I... I don't want to, to be frank. I share with the class. Go ahead. Would you like to hear my rating, Amanda? I would love to hear your rating. Very much, please. So much. I'm waiting (laughs) on the edge. That was it, Amanda. Oh! (laughs) I thought you were laughing at me. (laughs) I give it a... (laughs) (laughs) See, maybe we need to to fine-tune this Ubrick a little bit. You were supposed to ask me. I did. You had to give me the opportunity to give you my noise. Uh, I, I think I was like expecting a popped collar or something to show you were going to start. Oh, my uh, well, that's how I feel about your rating. Is oh. it's a very accurate scale. Okay, so we took a short break just to regroup and and forgive each other. Um, And Amy suggested that I give my friend, who didn't like the movie, a call and see what she thinks. She's calling me right now. I'm going to put her on speaker. Hey, Ray. You're being recorded. Oh, okay. So, Josie and the Pussycats, you saw it a couple years ago. Give us your honest... It's been a while. What I remember is that it was a solid, like, 9 out of 10 because it was really cute. And that was the one with all the ridiculous amounts of product placement, right? Yes. This whole memory has been a lie, Amanda. So, Ray, for context, I just spoke for, like, 30 minutes about how you betrayed me deeply because you saw the theatrical version and not the family at it, and you were so offended and were so freaked out by it, and you wouldn't tell me what was wrong. I thought you hated this movie. Uh, I think it will... Okay, so parts of it were, like, just ridiculous because, like, you know, it felt like it should have been, like, a family movie, and then it just went, like, a little bit too far in some places. But then also I just remember being, like, why is every single second of this just obvious product placement? And it it was just too much for my little brain. I couldn't handle it. It's too much. See, we were also maybe it would have been better with the family version that like cut out some of the like weirder bits. I, it didn't. Yeah, all the product placement is still in the family version. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I, I figured that much. But like, I definitely remember there being some like vaguely sexual lines and being like, "Why would you say that?" And we think but, like, most they of the cut out. we think most of that was still in the family edit. Yeah. Really? Yeah, there's not that many differences between the two, which is why I was so shocked when I watched it just now and was like, oh, why did Danny hate my favorite movie? (laughs) But you just gave it a 9 out of 10, so you've come around on it. It was incredibly stupid, but I liked it. Oh my gosh. It was incredibly stupid. However, I mean, given that my favorite movie is Star Trek IV, like, I feel like I'm maybe not the best judge's movie, so... Yeah, well, Amy's favorite is Pan's Labyrinth, so... <laughs> Still haven't seen that one. It's you good. It's good. It is good. <laughs> so I texted you to see if you wanted to air your opinion, 
without telling you the yeah. name of the podcast. And I'm really glad you came around from when you first saw it, because the name of the podcast is These Are Bad Movies, and I've been defending <laughs> Dressing the Pussycats valiantly this entire time. I mean, okay. It no. Was, it was ridiculous, and I definitely would need to watch it again to, like, remember parts of it, but I definitely just remember being horrified by the amount of product placement, except for, you know, it, it, at some point it just felt like that was the whole point, was that it was supposed to be just ridiculously in your face. Yes, I but, agree. And I guess yeah. some people like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it's really funny. Like, when done right, which I think the movie did do it right, but it was also just, like, sometimes I don't want to think about products, I just want to watch a show, or a movie, or whatever. Okay, so, do you come, if you had to rate it between, uh, or, ah, where would you put it? Uh, Oh. Yeah. I mean, like, for a comedy movie, it's, like, a 9 out of 10 movie. For, like... A movie movie, though. Yeah. (laughs) Hold so up. like a movie movie, it's probably like four out of ten. That's the problem. But it's a really fun comedy movie, but like so far as like you know, just actual movie movie is concerned, it's like a four. If that makes sense. It it makes perfect sense to me. I really appreciate that, that you've joined this conversation via phone. <laughs> And this conversation went better than I'd expected, but still leaves me a little disappointed. <laughs> so sorry, Fred. So sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Thanks for calling in, though. You're our first caller. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Zero-time listener, first-time caller. Thank you. <laughs> I'll give you a call back after we finish recording. Sounds good. All right. See you later, though. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, Ray. All right, so I think I've had enough bad movies for one night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna. Well, call you it. haven't seen any yet, so I don't know how you could oh. be tired of them. Oh, okay. Nine I... out of ten people. <laughs> Nine out of ten. That, that's not our, our rating scale. Our rating scale. Com- is comedies are movies too. Comedies are movies too. And she gave it. A... <laughs> <laughs> Which is better than I thought, so... Definitely wasn't the two-thumbs-up, double Fonzie response that you (laughs) gave it. Anyway. So, so, uh, good night, everyone, and just want to remind you that we are professionals. We are. Uh, Don't try to watch these movies at home. (laughs) (laughs) Unless it's Josie and the Pussycats. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver. Although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com slash local. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. 
Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.